how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Spooky Ghost Radio Hour, where we play all the haints from this century and the last. Featuring your ghostesses, Becky and Diana of Homespun Haints. The Prohibition era is comprised of an interesting mix of characters, crime, and ghosts. For those ready to break a few laws, there was profit to be made, and a lot of it. In one particular location on the Florida coast, a bootlegging entrepreneur still sends signals out to sea, while other ghosts run around beneath her. Are you ready to hear the story of the Lantern Lady of St. Augustine? Today, on Homespun Haints. Hello, hainted loves. Are you ready for another spooky folktale? Diana is here with me, Becky, and we are going to tell you the story of the Casablanca Inn in St. Augustine. Diana has not heard this story before, but she will still be adding sound effects for your listening pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready, Diana? I'm ready to hear a story. A spooky story. Tell me a story. Okay. St. Augustine is a city full of ghosts. The earliest city founded by Europeans in the United States. St. Augustine contains nearly 500 years of European history and even more and more years of history before that. If you go on a tour of St. Augustine on a ghost tour, the guides like to tell you that they have more hates than Savannah and Charleston combined. One particular area of St. Augustine is known as the Mantenza Bay. Mantenza is Spanish Por supuesto. for massacre. <laughs> Mantenza Bay is known as such because back during the days of the conquistadors, a certain Pedro Menendez 
was challenged by the Spanish king to remove about a hundred or so French Protestants living in Saint Augustine. They were getting in the way, and the way that Menendez got rid of these men and women and children, he rounded them up, and he put them on their knees, and he said. Convert to Catholicism or die. And most of the people said no. And he chopped off their heads. And then some people said, okay, 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 I'll convert. And then he converted them to Catholicism. And then he chopped off their heads. What? <laughs> How unfair. <laughs> Sorry, I mean. And the shores of St. Augustine red, red with their blood. And their bodies were buried. And their screams can still be heard from time to time in Montanza Bay. <laughs> Even though the bay had such a gruesome name, it still became the name given to the Montanza Inn, built right in downtown center of St. Augustine in 1914. It was designed and built by an architect that we only know today as Mr. Butler. And management of this pristine establishment in classic Spanish revival architecture was given over to an elderly woman named Mrs. Bradshaw. Now, Mrs. Bradshaw was a very keen hotel manager she made sure the lights stayed on and the place was a booming and a happening and parties left and right it was the place to be and the place to be seen until <laughs> prohibition dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Prohibition happened in 1920, and the party came to a roaring stop. And the guests stopped pouring in, and the alcohol stopped flowing, and Mrs. Bradshaw didn't quite know what to do to keep her establishment alive. But the Montanza Inn which actually by this point was known as the Casablanca Inn. It changed its name because Casablanca is a little bit nicer of a name than Massacre Inn. The Casablanca Inn was situated in a very strategic point right on the shores of St. Augustine. And because it was still an elegant hotel with fine food and very decadent rooms, in fact, there's only 22 rooms in the entire hotel. This was the place where the FBI would like to stay when they came to town to make sure that no funny business was happening in St. Augustine. Sure. And reservations had to be made well in advance because there were only 22 rooms in the hotel. And if you wanted to stay in such a fine establishment, you needed to make sure you were booked well in advance. So, Mrs. Bradshaw had an idea. <laughs> she always knew when the FBI was going to come knocking. And she also happened to be at a point where a light from the second story of the hotel could be seen 
well out to sea. As we all know, prohibition did not remove the sale or consumption of alcohol. It only created a new line of business for those who were willing to take the risk to skirt the law and sell the devil's spirits at an increased price. And being close to Jamaica, the Bahamas, and the Dominican Republic, and other fine Caribbean countries, rum runners could make quite a profit going down to these Caribbean shores, bottling up all the rum their schooners could carry, and bringing it back to the shores of St. Augustine, where Arr. a certain Mrs. Bradshaw would know in advance if it was safe for them to come in, and would go to the second floor and shine a red lantern, letting them know passage was safe and they could bring their wares into port. Now, Mrs. Bradshaw made quite a bit of dough off of this arrangement with the rum runners. <laughs> and she was able to keep her business alive through prohibition. And the FBI had no idea. Or if they did know, they decided they didn't want to mess with her because how embarrassing would it be if it came to pass that the FBI had been staying right under the nose of the mistress of rum in St. Augustine. <gasps> I just gave her that name. A scandal. Rumor has it that Mrs. Bradshaw may have been a little more than just an opportunistic elderly woman. After all, St. Augustine was a great place for rum to come into the country. And Al Capone never touched it, never came close. When he wanted to move his business into Florida, he went to Miami. He did not come near St. Augustine. Was it because Mrs. Bradshaw, with her brass cojones, made sure that nobody messed with her business? Or was it something else? We will never know, because the elderly Mrs. Bradshaw eventually passed away, peacefully, never caught, never tried, with a nice, fat pension for herself. She passed away and was buried in the still-standing Huguenot Cemetery in St. Augustine. Now, not only was Mrs. Bradshaw a very, very conniving entrepreneur, <laughs> She also had a good heart. During the Great Depression, she opened the doors of the Casablanca Inn to families that were down and out. And it became a boarding house. Many families came and stayed, lived in the Casablanca Inn during this time. Families with laughing children and sun on their faces enjoying the rum. Now, to this day, those children can still be heard in the Casablanca Inn. When people come to stay, they hear children laughing when there's no children about. Sometimes they see them running through the walls, disappearing in and out of the corners. Sometimes people, guests report that they feel watched all evening. 
to the point where they can't even bathe or have sex for fear that there's a child or something else in the room staring them down. But other than the children, the Casablanca Inn is a pretty comfortable establishment. Unless you stay in room 11. Do you remember when I mentioned how the building was designed by an architect named Mr. Butler? Well, Mr. Butler's still there. Unfortunately, we know more about his ghost than we know about him. He likes to hang out in room 11 pretty exclusively, but people who stay there will see him. Full apparition in his early 20th century clothing. His dapper mustache. His suit of tweed and the pipe between his lips. And if you get really close to this apparition and don't run screaming, but put your ear against that mouth of his to hear what he says, you might just hear him say, Well there, are you enjoying a stay here? I hope you enjoy it. Have a martini, courtesy of Mrs. Bradshaw. <laughs> And, as for Mrs. Bradshaw herself, does she haunt the incredibly haunted Huguenot Cemetery? You would think she would, but no, she does not, because she's back at the Casablanca Inn, still lighting her lantern at night. In fact, she has obtained the moniker, the Lantern Lady. Ships coming in will still see the light shining, her light coming through the second story window of the Casablanca Inn. But being a lantern lady is not the only thing that dear Mrs. Bradshaw does. No, no, as I mentioned, she, she ran a tight ship and she had those metal cojones. <laughs> if I could make a jingle sound with my voice, I sure would. Pretend there's jingle sounds here. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Those are her, those are her cojones. Oh, there you there, go. That's they're cojones Glass rattling cojones. together. Glass cojones, yeah. All right, there's her cojones. <laughs> Sounds brittle. So Mrs. Bradshaw does not like it if you put a tablecloth on the table. For some reason, she rips them off. And she also makes sure that the guests are in line. So if you go and stay at the Casablanca Inn, be on your best behavior. For the ghost of Mrs. Bradshaw is still alive and well. And whatever you do, do not try to smuggle your own alcohol into that hotel. That's her job. Well, Hainted Loves, I hope you enjoyed this terrifying, kind of, tale <laughs> of the Casablanca Inn in St. Augustine. Because as you know, Florida has more ghosts per capita than any other state in the United States according to a 2010 census. <laughs> Is that per living capita or per dead capita? Per cemetery mile? Uh, I don't know what sound it makes. Cemetery mm -hmm. mile? Probably just the sound of digging. I hope you enjoyed this tale. And next time you find yourself in St. Augustine, if you have enough time to book a room in advance, look up the Casablanca Inn. It has been beautifully restored to its original 1914 glory and grandeur, much to the satisfaction of Mr. Butler and the Lantern Lady, Mrs. Bradshaw. <laughs>
<laughs> to all our painted loves, I hope you and your loved ones and your ghostly companions have a spooky day. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kilimnik and Diana Doty and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kilimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond its threshold? On September 24th, 2023. We will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe it's alien. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.